What's up, Uneducated Do Podcast fam? My name is Pablo. And I'm Gerald. And this is episode 52. Nice. Gotta say, bro, goddamn. 52, man. That's the new 69. 52 is the new 20, bro. <laughs> you ever hear that joke? Somebody told me 52 was the new 69 because you could flip it over. But then I was all like, but wouldn't you be facing the wrong directions? <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Still doesn't make sense to me, to be honest. I don't the 69 it. joke or the 52? Uh, well, you said 52 is the new 69, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Cause you can flip it. I get it. Yeah. That's yeah. Cause yeah, you can yeah. flip it. Yeah. It makes sense. All right. Well, we start all our episodes with a one gotta go. This time we're doing like Mexican American movies, true story movies. What the fuck would you even call this? Latin American movies. They're like Mexican American story movies. I don't know. It's, it's hard to categorize it, but. But they're all true stories, and they're part of, like, Mexican-American cinema. Yep. Right. Not to say that fucking other people haven't seen them, because they're pretty big-ass movies. Yeah, and most of these have, like, a Spanish aspect to them, but they're not fully in Spanish at all. Uh, before I tell you what the movies are, too, check out my shirt. I know you guys can't see it, but the fucking video can see it. <laughs> it's got a new fucking uneducated duo shirt. I'm pretty proud. Yeah, maybe coming soon. Yeah, maybe. All right, the four movies are uh, Selena, Stand and Deliver, McFarland USA, and La Bamba. Fuck, dude. I'm going to let you go first on this one because I still can't wrap my head around this that I have to get rid of one of these because they're, right. they're, they're all gems to me. All right, I'll go first. But before I go first, I'm going to give everybody like a quick, um, I don't know, would you, like a fucking summary of each one. Uh, well... I would say, yeah. Not not like a huge summary, just like a fasting. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Selena's about the singer. Santa Delivers about a math teacher who teaches, like, Mexican kids calculus. McFarland USA is about, like, a Hispanic cross-country team that becomes, like, really good in California. And then La Bamba's about Richie Valens and how he died and his whole music career. Yeah, he died. Like, him dying was just, like, the last five minutes or something. Of the like, movie? Yeah, it's mostly about his life and how he came up. All right, I'm going to go, if I'm going first, I think the one I'm keeping first, no matter what, is Stand and Deliver. All right. And because for me, I've seen this movie, I know you've seen it like fairly recently, maybe like the last couple of years, right? Yeah. But I saw it a long ass time ago and I've seen it multiple times and it's just, it's got shit in there that always makes me laugh. Like there's a, there's a specific scene that I love where like the... There's like a cholo kid in the fucking classroom. Yeah. And he's being like an asshole, right? And he like, he counts to three with his fingers. He goes one, two, three, and then flips off the teacher. And the teacher's like, oh, you like fingers, eh? And he like puts <laughs> up his like fucking hand and he's all like, five times four. What's that? I say. <laughs> he's like doing like math with his fucking fingers. You know, like the, he's doing the multiplication trick for nine. God damn it. You know, like yeah. nine times seven or whatever. You just like put your finger down and you get the answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's doing that, but he's doing it in like, he's like, oh, 72 homes. <laughs> he's all and talking it, to him. Yeah, he's talking to him as if he was like a gangster too. It's yeah. so fucking funny, dude. And it's got like, one of the biggest actors I want to say, like in move in those types of movies, is uh, James Edward Olmos, because like he's in those gangster movies. He's like he's an American Me, um, 
that other gangster movie I can't remember, but American Me is the one where like he's in jail, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's also the father Selena, right? Yeah, he's also movie. Selena's dad in the movie. Dude's like legendary when it comes to these movies. And Stand and Deliver, bro, it's like um Let me think. Like the other ones are like so Selena and La Bamba, right? To me, it's like Selena is like a singing night. It's like your special talent and it's developed, right? And you're like excellent at that thing. Yeah. McFarland USA is like you're a great athlete, you know? That's yeah. that's where like the they get the roots from. But in Stand and Deliver, it's like a teacher who's taking just his math students and putting them through like a regiment where he can make them get college credit for fucking math classes, like in regular high school, you know? So it's much more I feel like he could you could do that or that's something that like people could accomplish like at any school, you know, instead yeah. of just like being because I, I have this I have this weird feeling where like if you're a singer, right? Yeah. I don't know if you're necessarily born to be a singer, but like you have to have to show like real talent when you're younger. right? I don't know if you can develop into a singer if you start singing like when you're 13 or some shit. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like it's something. It has something to do with you biologically almost because your vocal cords. Yeah, I don't know. There's like it's like a unique you know? quality, right? You gotta yeah. be able to fucking sing like some people are born with like the uh five octave ranges or whatever the fuck it is where they can sing like all the notes or like perfect pitch. Yeah, it's like some people are like born with like being able to like flare their nostrils and shit or move their ears. Like yeah, I feel like singing is like something like that, you know, that's something that you just biologically born with it's weird yeah not born being able to do it but like you're born with what it takes to become good at singing yeah yeah right? exactly something inside <laughs> you like materialistically like your vocal cords or some way that makes you able to sing really well I yeah plus know. your hard work or else everybody would be able to do it that's what know? i'm saying yeah, yeah. And mcfarland usa too is like these guys are fucking athletes you know something specifically in the movie because of the way they go <laughs> home you know they don't have cars or anything so they're always running home that's why they're good runners yeah, in yeah. the movie that's why they have the base to become like cross country badasses. Yeah. But in Stand and Deliver, this fucker's taking like the teacher takes regular ass math students, fucking puts them through all this shit, tells them that they can pass these tests and like motivates them. Right? Yep. And I also I don't know, something about being able to do it with like within the class setting, I feel like is super important. And I like that about the movie. Yeah, when I first watched this movie, it was very comparable to me to uh Freedom Riders. Yeah, probably which close. Was I love that movie too. It's like a classroom based where like a teacher inspires students. And this shit came out great. in the 80s though, right? Stand delivers like 1989 or uh, 88. Yeah, 1988. But um, yeah, so I'm taking that one number one, bro. Especially because there's like this aspect of him like not saving the kids, but like giving them. Um, you really feel like he gives them the motivation to become something. Yeah. And I don't know. I just for like, their lives to be better too. Cause I think, no, I don't think this is one of those movies, huh? That ends with like Jose went off to be a mathematician. Not necessarily. I think it may be the main kids, but yeah. for, the, for the most part, it just tells you like how many of them graduate, how many of them passed, passed. the AP test. Yeah. Yeah. And shit. Which, and that's a weird aspect trust of me, it bro, too. I took fucking calc in high school, uh -huh. my senior year. And that shit is hard, bro. So, Big ups to this dude because that shit is fucking hard. Right on, man. That's my number one. Stand and Deliver is a badass movie. I feel like it's the most classic of them all. I'm going to go with... Uh, so for my number one off the list that I'm keeping, it's going to be Selena. All right. Um, She's such a big pop icon, first of all. Second of all, 
Dude, they still sell her shit. You go to Hot Topic or anywhere, you can find shirts. They just had a re-release of, um, like, they did, like, a show on Netflix about her life. It's weird. She's never, like, really dropped off the pop culture map, you know? She's well, always been relevant to some point. Well, even her um, her one English album uh-huh. was, like, super hype as shit. Really? I never heard that shit. You haven't heard her English I've album? I've only heard, like, her, her bangers that came out in Spanish. Her English album was really good. Weird. There used to be this. I have a weird story. So, like, when I was 12 or something, I went over to this friend's house when I lived in Nebraska. Uh huh. And he had an older sister and she was watching the Selena movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you like this movie too? And she was like, oh, yeah, it's dope. I have her English album. And I was like, really? What the fuck? And she's like, yeah, I own her English album. Did you guys like, oh, have a story cool. too, bro? Where, like, you guys knew somebody that would watch it and then cry if you took it off? Oh, yeah. Well, fucking, um, uh, Chivo's niece okay, okay. or something when she was little she'd watch the movie and if you didn't stop the movie right before she gets killed you know that scene where they throw the flower and she dies yeah, and shit, yeah. she'd be fine if you stopped it but if you let her watch that scene she would just immediately cry god damn so I mean besides all that there's another thing that sticks in my head about this movie besides the Turbo Power Ranger movie this is the only the other tur- movie I remember watching in theaters when I was younger like really little these are the two movies that I remember when I was like super young. What about the Pokemon movie? I don't think I saw that in theaters. And I went with your, I think it was your mom and my mom. And we went and watched the Selena movie in theaters in Nebraska. When the fuck did that come out in theaters? Um, It was back in, that's a great question, actually. I, I never saw that shit in theaters. I never saw to look the, it up, the videotapes. You remember the videotapes? The, the videotapes. Put, yeah, just videotapes in general, bro. So it came out in 1997. So All right. Yeah, and uh, I just really love the story of it. I even followed her brother because her brother started doing mu- uh, music, same kind of style almost, but with the group. Um, and I don't know, man, because she didn't really know Spanish, but she had like Mexican-American roots. And I just really vibe with that sort of like genre, which is this whole genre basically. But um, I feel like I could almost be in her shoes. It's kind of weird, you know, because we're – we got parents that are Mexican, but we were born here and, you know, they kind of have their culture mixed in with ours. It's weird because she had a really strict dad. Do you like the movie more than the show? I, I did like the movie more than the show, but the show has more detail. Which is Yeah, weird. I think I like the movie more, too. Oh, you watched the show, too? The whole thing? Yeah, I've seen the whole first season. The- I, haven't, I haven't seen the whole thing. I think there's only one season now. Well, yeah, but they're going to come out with another season. Oh, they are? Yeah, it, it ends like on a cliffhanger. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I just overall the vibe, and it was Jessica Lopez that played the fucking Jennifer actor. Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. I don't know why I said Who that. The fuck is Jessica Lopez? <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lopez that uh, played the star in the movie, which uh, I mean you can't go wrong with that. She looks the same. She could probably play the role. Of I now. think she looks better now than what Selena actually looks like. Oh, oh no. Because they show, you know, they show the comparison. Like, they show Selena at the end of the movie, what she really looks like. Yeah, and yeah. She doesn't look as good as Jennifer Lopez. Well, yeah. And she doesn't look as good as the new girl who plays her. I think they were just trying. Oh, fucking. They're just trying to. Crab grass? They're just trying to find lookalikes. But they don't. They The the yeah. movie people look better than the real people all the time. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much with anything, dude. Uh, even Richie Valens. Yeah, every movie person looks better yeah, than the real person. But I just really fuck with the movie. I really fuck with the Mexican-American thing. I like Selena music. Like when I'm cleaning, sometimes I'll pop on some fucking Selena cumbias, dude. It's just a staple in a Mexican household, I feel like. Probably. 
So, yeah, Selena's going to go off first for me based on the storyline and uh, it being one of the childhood movies that I remember going to see and actually a theater. All right. My number two. I'm on my number two. I'm going with McFarlane USA. And McFarlane USA number two because it's just fucking dope. This all around great movie. Fucking white people have to move into a Mexican town, right? Like a town predominantly Mexican. <laughs> and they're like fucking freaked out the whole time, which is like exactly how I would picture it. Like, <laughs> damn, excuse me. The so, crazy neighbor lady comes and gives them a chicken. Well, just like there's there's things in there that like make so much sense to me, right? So they get into the town and the dad sees just some people driving like low rider type cars, right? And, yeah. and and they don't even get close to them or nothing, but they're driving them and they've got like the slick backed hair, like that California style, you know? Yeah, yeah. And automatically he's defensive, you know? He's like, oh shit, am I about, like, are they trying to do something to us? Are they trying to rob us? Like, should yeah. I be freaking out? But it's just some fucking local Mexican dudes in a car club just fucking hanging out. Yeah, good guys, you know? Yeah. Not, not trying to cause any trouble, just got their own style. Basically. Yeah, I like the way it shows the fear, dude. I like the, because that's how it really would be, because you go somewhere that you're not familiar with and you see people initially, right? And you always go to like to the stereotype of what you think and you don't yeah. fuck, I got like a stuffy nose, dude, but you don't go straight to like, you don't actually try to see what they are as a person. At first you're just like, Oh shit, what's going down? I'm about to get fucking beat up. I like that aspect of it. Cause like they're always discovering things. I mean, even his daughter fucking like, a, they, she has like, he has like a 15 year old daughter and they throw her a quinceanera, but she's like white and has no idea what it is. But they do it anyway because they're like, hey, fuck it. That's what we do in this town. We throw fucking parties and everybody comes. Oh, yeah. And that's not even the main point of the fucking movie. The fucking the cross-country kids are dope as shit because they're like immigrant-ass kids. And they have to wake up at like four in the morning. To, to work in the fields to, with their parents. Yeah, to go work with their parents. And then from work, they have to run to school because they don't have cars. They don't have bikes. They don't have fucking skateboards. These dudes are fucking running at like a good pace from their work to their high schools. And this dude like takes notice and he's like, you know what? Let's start a fucking cross country team. And then they end up being badasses. Like it's a true story. The guy really won nine out of 14 state titles in cross country. Yeah, shit's crazy. With some little rink-a-dink high school team of just badass like Hispanic runners. Yeah, it's badass. You gotta put respect on their name, bro. I fuck with the movie, bro. I feel like Disney's been doing a good job of like portraying Latin like stories. Um, is that a Disney movie? Uh, McFarland. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Is it an original Disney movie or was it like bought? Is it one of those ones that they bought a company and now they own it? I never looked into it, but I mean, it says Disney McFarland USA, so I'm assuming they made it. I don't fucking know either, but I fucking love that movie. I think it's dope as shit. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback with you here, bro. McFarlane USA is my number two on right. the list. Um, I really enjoy the movie. I feel like uh, our culture was p- portrayed very well in the movie. Because they even go to like the taco shop early on when they get into the city and like order tacos. And the lady's kind of like a little bit attitude-y, but that's how Mexican women are, you know? And she's yeah. like, what do you want to eat? It's like, you got burgers? No, we got tacos, tortas, burritos. And then, I don't know. It's just an overall amazing movie. When the mom makes them the track suits, that's like some shit my grandma would make me if I was in track, you know, or fucking uh, cross country. It's just, it's just so beautifully portrayed. And then the daughter's 15th birthday comes up. And so the community decides to come together and fucking 
throw her a quinceanera, which is a staple in Mexican households, man. Like, we've been to two quinceaneras in the last two years, you know, for people in our family. It's crazy. Has it been two? Yeah, it's been two in the last three years. I've been invited to so many. The ladies at work, they all have like daughters and or they nieces. You and shit. Yeah, around that age, they're like, "Oh, you should come to the thing," and I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they happen all the time. It's a staple in our culture. Um, and just to be honest, I really fuck with the storyline. Like, it starts off pretty rough for the coach because he fucking hit that dude in the face on the football team. So that's pretty much why he had to leave. So you kind of think, oh, man, that guy's a fucking asshole. And then he leaves and I don't know, he really becomes great. And then they throw that whole twist where he's offered a job at a different school, a much better school, like a white neighborhood sort of school. I don't know if they throw that in there. That probably was true. Well, <laughs> well if it's true or not, I mean, I'm sure some, I feel like they probably over-exaggerated it. Maybe he got an offer, but they, I don't know. But either way, I, I like that aspect of it as well, how he decides to stay with the team. There's even a part where they're out in the actual fields that they fucking practice in crop or whatever. And they fucking practice in. It's just, it's a badass movie. I fuck with it. Yeah, he's always riding his fucking bike around. I'd be pissed off. Honestly, like if I was the kids on the team, yeah. like I'm on the team and my fucking coach is riding his bike and next to me for a Coke and shit. Yeah. He's riding his bike and I'm sprinting. I'd be like, dude, fuck this guy. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know the high school I went to the coach for soccer. Like he was a really big guy. Was he? Yeah, I don't know how he was a soccer coach. I don't even know if he ever played, but it's weird. I mean, I guess we've had this conversation where I guess you don't have to be great at the sport to be a great coach. True, or you could have played the sport before and you just out of shape in Aren't your fucking 50s. Great, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, whatever it may be. But McFarland, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of hard to find to stream anywhere like without having to pay. Yeah, it's only like a rental movie right yeah, now. Yeah, but it, it is a great nowhere. movie. It's definitely worth the buy or the rental or whatever. All right, that's your number two then? Yeah, that's my number two. So we're back to me again. My number three. Two movies I have left, Selena and La Bamba. And they're both about singers. Okay, here's, here's what I think. All right. Selena, cultural icon now. Like, she has gone past, like, you know, there's, like, stages. You're famous, and then, like, once famous people die, I guess, not to sound fucking morbid, they but they're, like, fame there. they die, and, like, people hear about them because of that, but, like, she's transcended that. She's, like, Tupac Biggie level fucking famous. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, die young, but you're a fucking legend for what you did, because, like, all her shit was bangers. It's like she never had the opportunity to make something bad or to even fuck up an album or anything because everything was good up to the point that she dies. Just like a Tupac or a Biggie where everything was good up to the point that they die so you don't see like the decline in their careers. Yeah, she didn't really have a chance to put out a kamikaze. Kamikaze? <laughs> I, mean, kamikaze album. I like the kamikaze album. <laughs> I know you do. You don't hate anything. Eminem puts but, out. but La Bamba is about Richie Valens, who's also a fucking singer, and he's got what two songs? I think he's like a, he's got like two hits. He did not really like an album. It's just two songs, and one of them is just like a like the La Bamba song is just him resinging it. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought it had already. Was, I thought he wrote that song. To be no, honest, that I shit already he, existed. It's like a culture song. That's how good he fucking sang it. But the movie's fucking dope because like 
it's really easy to relate to like the Mexican kid who doesn't speak Spanish, you know, cause he lives in California, his mom, his older brother, every, like it's a Mexican American family, but he never learned Spanish. So he's like speaking English the whole time. So he sounds fucking white as shit. This dude sounds white as shit. The whole movie, probably in real life. And even the song he sings isn't like it sound. It's like Spanish, but it doesn't really. It's weird. Yeah, he um he's actually from the same area that we were born in. Bro. Oh, the the San other Fernando Valley. I wasn't born in the San Fernando Valley. I was born in the San Fernando <laughs> Valley, so he's from the area we're from around San Bernardino. Where, where were you born? I was born in Montclair, California. Oh, uh, I was born in fucking Reseda, so that's San Fernando Valley. I don't know me. where Montclair is. I think it's in um. San Bernardino. Weird. I had no idea. Something like that. This dude fucking died at 17, right? It would suck ass to get famous right away and die at 17. And then something about planes, dude. This Okay, so Richie Valens dies in a plane. Um, what's the, other, what's the girl's name that just died? Jenny Rivera? Jenny Rivera died in a plane. Kobe died in a helicopter. I'd be wary of these private, like, miniature planes, you know? I would just go first class in, like, big planes. Yeah, I think it's better to... But, but I mean, when you're rich, when you're famous, you can't travel fucking... Regular first class? Yeah, like anything. Well, I guess business class, yeah, but fuck. That's what I'm saying, dude. All right, but out of the two movies, if I had to choose, I'm keeping Selena and I'm getting rid of La Bamba. Because Selena's fucking iconic, dude. She's a fucking legend. I mean, she's so big. She has her own fucking TV show now. Like, they had to make a TV show about her life. She has the movie, which is amazing. Um, I like all her songs. I'm not even going to lie. I fuck, at work, sometimes I'll bump her music because, like, there's no bad words. And the Mexican ladies don't fucking bug me if I play it. You know, so it's like a win-win. Because <laughs> they listen to the same fucking 50 songs every day. They have like this playlist of the same fucking songs, same Spanish songs every what day. What is it? Just the classic ass ones, the ones that like you would always hear, you know, like ballads or whatever. Like if I, if you pulled up sp- fucking Pandora right now and you typed in like, um, musica clásica. No, if you typed in like, who's like a really big band? Um, I don't know. If you just typed in just the, one of the guys that your dad listens to all the time, right? Just a yeah. regular dude. And it play, it'll play like artists just similar. But because it's not very, Pandora doesn't really switch like into genres a lot. It's just like the same type of artist. They listen to the same fucking 50 songs every day. So sometimes I have to take their speaker and turn it off. And then I'll play like Selena or something to keep them happy. But so that I don't have to listen to the same shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking her over Richie Valens. Damn. I think his movie's more boring than her movie. Yeah. Richie. I don't know. It had some good parts. It does have good parts. parts for me. He gets kind of fucked over by his brother in his movie. Like his brother fucking steals the girl he likes. Yeah, his brother's an asshole. Then he has a baby with that girl and then he's like fucking sleeping around. Nah, with Donna? No, not Donna. The first girl. girl, Yeah, he liked the Mexican girl first. Okay. Then he has a baby with her. Yeah, he's the brother's an asshole, and then he regrets everything when his when he dies or whatever. So I got a, I got La Bamba and Stand and Deliver left. Uh, pros for both. I really like the Richie Valens movie. I like the song La Bamba. That's like the main song I know about him. 
I like Lou Diamond Phillips in these movies, even though he's not Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he fits. He fits perfectly with the why, culture. Why for he some fits reason. the profile? I don't he is know in why. both the movies. But um, so that's what I really liked about La Bamba. Stand and Deliver. I love the message. I really like the um, the teacher. Whatever his name is, the actual teacher, or yeah, the Edward Jones, James Almas. Yeah, the actual teacher's name is like Jaime Escalante. Or yeah, I didn't, I didn't know him, but I really, I didn't know his name, but I, I know him, like what he looks like and stuff, and I really like his character. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips actually is in this movie as well. Again, he fits in great, like as a gangster. Like if if he was at my school, I'd definitely be like, "Hey, what's up, Bisa?" Yeah, you know? really, <laughs> yeah. Um, the storyline in this movie I really fucked with too where like they all got really good grades or on the test they all did really good so then it's put into question if they cheated or not yeah like it's like yeah their fucking Mexican kids in that school got higher test grades or more passing grades than like any other school so they're they like alright so they're you questioning guys, yeah, they're like, yeah. you guys fucking cheated which I thought was really fucked up but then they come and take the test again and they Obviously, prove them wrong. Cons for me, I would agree with you with La Bamba. It's a little bit dry. It's a little bit boring, like the storyline. Yeah, the movie. I don't know why. It's a little bit harder for it's me. It's because he's too young, dude. When you're only 17 years old and you die, there's not much of your life to make into a movie. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, stand and deliver. I feel like they could have gone into the... If I remember correctly, I, I don't know if I do or not, but... I don't feel like they went into backstories very much of each student or student lives and stuff. I wish they would have done that a little bit more. It's more like um, was implied, you know, like they'll show you like that kid who was always fixing cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like implied that like his family does that. And yeah. then they would, you would see their houses. You see the way they lived. You wouldn't see like their actual. They wouldn't tell you their life. Because like a thing in Freedom Writers I really liked is like they showed little snippets of some of their lives. Like, like the flashbacks? The way their parents t- treated them, the way. Yeah, like the the Lachola girl, like yeah, man. She, but you're talking like her dad and stuff. So I really you're talking of 18 years of like filming advances. You know what I mean? Like different kinds of way to film. Yeah, but I feel like there's movies back then that did that anyways. Like I feel like flashbacks aren't which like, movie super does technically which old movie does flashbacks? Do. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I can't think I of feel, a single one. I feel like it's not a hard thing to do though. Like play a scene. No, no, it's not not. The past. I'm not talking technologically. I'm talking about like. Um, intuit not intuitively, but like creatively, like creatively, they just weren't doing that kind of film. Where like later on, better directors and better people yeah, were yeah. like, "Oh, this will add to the emotion." So that's why I'm kind of making the point that I feel like it would have made the movie better. Even though I get your point that you're saying they probably wouldn't have done that anyways, because it wasn't even a a style of, a style of yeah. movie back then. But I still feel like I would have liked to see that. Um, but it's not really a hard choice for me because the story of Stand and Deliver is a lot more impactful to me than the uh, La Bamba. I feel like it's just a – and you're right. It's because he died very young. He was 17 years old. There's not much life to talk about, like basically heartbreak in high school. and Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Stand and Deliver. La Bamba's going to go for me as well. All right. We lost the same movie. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. It's a good movie, but – uh. I just don't feel like it's up to par with the other three. I want to shout out the Cesar Chavez movies. Is only it was one. It was made like 2012 or some shit recently. Uh huh. That's really good. You just haven't seen it. 
but you should watch it because it's fucking dope. I got too many fucking movies on the list, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of movies, yeah, man. You're like a movie connoisseur. I'm, unfortunately, I'm not. But like, in terms of like Latin American cinema, that one and the spare parts with George Lopez is really good because it's a true story. Uh huh. It's not like amazing, but it's also like, oh, that's cool. Like these people did that. Right on. We both lost the same movie though, man. It's because I don't like his. It's because the La Bamba song's boring. I like La Bamba. Even song. Selena got fucking famous with that same song, right? There's a. I'm pretty sure she does that same song. She got some fucking bangers, bro. She yeah, but I think that was one. her. I think that was the song that she played originally that got her on the map. The floor one, Como la flor. No, the La Bamba song. Like oh, a, like a rehash. She that one too. Yeah, she, they they rehash that one too. Yeah, weird. They show it more in the series than in the movie. But yeah, they rehash that fucking song. Cool, man. What was the order then? I went. I went Stand and Deliver, McFarlane, Selena, and you went? Uh, Selena, McFarlane, Stand and Deliver. All right. Different rankings, but whatever. Yeah. If you haven't, I would definitely recommend checking any of these movies out, though. They're all pretty good. All yeah, they're, English. they're all good movies. They're all in English. Yeah, it's not like we're making you fucking watch Spanish movies. Yeah, yeah, nah. Even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise you against it. Watching a Spanish movie? Yeah. Some people don't fuck with subtitles, bro. Some people like can't do subtitles. I definitely cannot do subtitles, so I definitely understand that. I can do subtitles fine. I've seen enough movies and enough like animes and enough all kinds of shit with subtitles that like my mind like reads it as I watch. It's weird. I don't know. I feel like if somebody looked at me and took a picture, like one of my eyes would be like looking down and the other one would be looking at the screen. Some cross-eyed <laughs> shit. That's funny, bro. All right, we got to cut to an ad. All right. And we're back. And locally, man, in the last two days, it has been snowing a lot, bro. Yeah, we literally got all the winter snow in fucking one or two days. It's crazy. Which is bullshit because like two days before that, like it wasn't sunny, but you know, the sun was out and it was kind of like not bad outside. Yeah. And then next thing you know, fucking. I think we got eight inches of snow where I live. Yeah, it's crazy. We went fucking sledding, and the fucking snow was almost to my knees. It's so fucking yeah. much. We got eight inches of snow. I, first of all, I fucking hate snow. A long time ago, I don't remember what episode we talked about snow, and I said specifically that I fucking hate how much it inconveniences my life. I love snow. Because like I got to go outside and clean my car early. <laughs> like I go to work early, right? So you got to like clean off your car, let it heat up, and then... Two days later, all the fucking driveways and shit are all slushy and shit. And I just, it just annoys the shit out of me. So how long do you warm your car up for? Like, let's say on a regular day, you know, it's just a little cold outside. Like on the regular, like in like during these winter months and yeah, shit? Yeah. Seven-ish minutes. So I got a story about this, bro. I found out someone in my family, like not in my intermediate family, but somebody in our family all right. basically was told to warm up their car for an hour. And they used to do that shit a whole hour. Yeah. And so I told them, dude, you don't have to warm it up for that long. <laughs> like technically you don't even have to warm up your car at all, but people just do it for the heater. I think. Yeah. So it's hot in the car. Yeah, right? That's yeah. why I do it. I, I don't, I'll drive. Cause I feel like it gets warmer faster that way anyways. But, uh, yeah, feels like an hour that they would warm up their car for. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's way too fucking long. Yeah. Dude. That's fucking crazy long. You're gonna wake up like an hour early to do that shit? Nah, I'd wake up, I warm up my car for like seven minutes, eight minutes on a normal day, right? Roughly. But uh, 
when it was all snowy and shit. You got to do it for like 15 minutes, basically because like you're warming it up. Usually when I would warm my warm my car up, right? I warm it up. I come inside. I put on my work shit. Then uh-huh. I go and then I'm go outside and leave. But because of the snow, it's more like you warm it up, come inside, put on your shit, go outside. As it's still warming up, you fucking scrape off all the shit, all the snow from the windows and the top. Because like sometimes you're your windshield wipers too like if you don't fucking get them scraped off they'll get like stuck there like frozen and shit uh-huh so like i do those i fucking hate snow sometimes like i like snow but i hate the aftermath of like me driving in it like right now fucking it's icy bro everywhere it's fucking crazy like you're gonna eat shit it's crazy that. dude we have i've lived here what 12 years no more than 12 years and I feel like this is the first time in like five years that we've had like a real snowfall. Yeah, bro. I feel like you've been here close to 20 years. Were you older than 10 no. when you guys moved here? Yeah, I was like 12. Okay, so 16 years. That's a long time. Yeah, but in the last five or six years, this is the first year I think we're like, we've gotten real significant snow down here. It is, yeah. The only other time I remember that we had snow this bad was that they called it snowpocalypse. And it was back when there was so much fucking snow, people couldn't get out of their fucking driveway. Yeah, that was like 2012, though. I remember that because they called me from the boss from my work called me and he was like, you guys don't have to come in today. There's too much snow. But they called us at like eight. So I was already there. That sucks. <laughs> you know, so like basically what they did is they called all the people after eight and they were like, oh, you guys don't have to come in. And all the people that were like the openers, like four of us that were at work already, they just called us and they were like, oh, you guys can just close the store. We're not going to open today. And I think it was mainly because the people who own it are from Tampa, Florida. And it was like one of their first two years here, right? So they couldn't drive in snow for shit. A lot of people always tell me they're like, oh, the roads are bad. Or like, I'm bad at this and that. It's like, dude, I've been driving in snow for like 10 years. It's like, as long as you don't do something stupid, you're pretty much going to be good. I think the hardest thing is like switching lanes when it's like super fresh because like you tend to like kind of. Your, the back of your tar- car tends to like whip over a little bit more. For the most part, I'm not worried about what I'm doing. I'm worried about what other people are doing. Because I was driving on the freeway yesterday. It's probably like a semi, like half a mile behind me. And I'm not going super fast. I'm going the speed limit. And that motherfucker's like flashing me, flashing me, keeps flashing me. I'm like, is that guy fucking flashing me? Because he wants to pass you? He wanted me to move over so he could keep going. Fuck it. I sped up, bro. Just in your lane? Yeah. Well, I kept going. Yeah, just in my lane. I'm not going to move over for your bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, we're getting some. I think it's supposed to snow for like the next three or four days, too. Yeah, the, there's supposed to be another storm tonight. Another two to four inches. So. Whatever, sucks, man. Dude. Whatever. I guess I'll keep going sledding. All right. Well, that's our local weather report, I guess. Yeah, man. I also wanted to talk about some crazy shit. We didn't really talk about it last episode. It's a little bit older. What is it? This motherfucker put a $24 million carrot or $24, $24 million Who? diamond in his forehead. And the person I'm talking about is little Uzi Vert. So little Uzi Vert put a diamond in his forehead, kind of like those dots that Indian people have on their forehead. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a pink diamond. So now there's like, wait, like, like on some Iron Man level shit, like where it's like embedded into his skin. No, no. People get like jewelry, like dermals and shit on like their cheeks and shit. I've heard of those. It's basically inserted like that, but in his forehead. But a diamond. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I just wanted to mention it. I mean, 24 
20 whatever million dollars in your forehead. Like, yeah, it's $24 million pink diamond. I feel like you're kind of putting yourself, like, as a target for people, you know? Yeah, like, like okay, not me or you. It's worth like, $24 million. It's worth $24 million. And that's legit as fuck. Legitimate. And that's so stupid, dude. They were also talking about how. Because, like, the thing about famous people is, like, yeah, you can rob them and shit, you know? But, like, for the most part, you're not going to make out with, like, a lot of money or like untraceable shit, you know, right? Because like, if you rob a rapper or something, that you take their chains, maybe they got a couple thousand in their wallet, whatever kind of fucking money they're flaunting, right? Yeah. But this dude's got twenty four million in his forehead. Yeah, you could. Literally, and I mean, how hard could it be to take it out? You just pull a fucking Thanos on Vision, bro, and you're fucking twenty four. So I'm saying, like, I feel like the most you need is maybe like just something small and pointy, like not even necessarily like. I bet you could have a fucking butter knife. If I had a butter knife and I found that dude and you just stick it in his forehead and pop that shit out, I bet you that's all you it would take. You don't even need a butter knife. You just grab it and probably pull it out, bro. Like, imagine having like a piercing in your ear. Like, you just grab that shit and pull it out. Like, I, I don't know. Like it's the same thing right here. It's got to be a little bit more sturdy, though, right? I don't know. Because I don't know if it's like, I don't know how those things work. I've never gotten one. But they did say also that if you remove it incorrectly, he could die. Like, Fucking! Instantly. Oh my god, he's so stupid, dude. Yeah, that's just begging to get robbed. I feel like somebody's gonna roll up on your ass and fucking steal your forehead diamond. I mean, most of these guys have um. Imagine bleeding out bodyguards and shit with them. Shit, I can imagine. I can see the bodyguards being like, "Hey, this dude's got twenty four million in his forehead. Let's just kick his ass in this alley real quick." Nah, bro. I I doubt these bodyguards are making less than a hundred G's. Like, you got to find some loyal motherfuckers. And how do you make them loyal? You got to buy them, bro. Like 100 Gs a year? Yeah, at least. Well, 100 Gs a year is in $24 million, man. Nah, but, I mean, you're fine with 100 Gs a year, you know? Yeah, that's a lot, though. That's a lot of money to just stick in your forehead like a dumbass. it's a big weight to make yourself a criminal. To have a steady flow of income, you know? I think he's stupid. I I disagree with his... (laughs) Whole thing. It's so dumb. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, it's stupid as hell. I agree. I don't understand it either, but 20, I wouldn't even say more power to him. $24 million, bro. And he's not even... Dude, I hate him on so many levels now. I hate him for that. His music. I don't like his music. It, he just all around is It's just a different stupid. culture, bro. You just don't like the new culture. What is it? Gen Zers? It's not the culture, bro. It's a, It is. All right, so this is just him specifically. Rock. His music, trash. Don't like it. Okay. The diamond thing, fucking stupid as fuck. Don't like it. He's also the one of the main guys who put out like um, a video after Nipsey Hussle died saying that like his wife was hot and like he wanted to like do stuff, right? Like right after he died. I didn't know that. So fuck this dude on so many levels. I don't like him. Yeah, that's fucked up. But I mean, $24 million diamond in your forehead we gotta talk about that shit you know yeah that's a good i guess if you're gonna flex that's like one of the ultimate flexes that i've ever heard of in my life that's a huge flex yeah all right well let's move on to someone else that i also don't agree with because i think she's stupid gina carano that's the name of the actress from the mandalorian she plays the uh i don't know her fucking role in the mandalorian but she's like the chick that's like an an ex fighter pilot she's like a mercenary basically yeah she's like an ex-fighter pilot she's also in deadpool she plays like the super powered girl in deadpool uh-huh and she just recently got fired from disney she's not gonna be on the mandalorian anymore because she made like uh 
she basically compared how people how Hitler got people to hate the Jews to what's happening to, to what's happening politically in the US right now. Yeah, yeah. And so without any any knowledge of what she stands for, you know, it sounds very down the middle, you know. Yeah, if you read the actual statement, right? I, I think it was I wrote some of it down. It was like along the lines of I can read it. Let's just read it. Jews yeah. were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? See. Now, Sounds very, very generic, you know? Well, the whole point is, like, it sounds down the middle, right? Because, like, it's a statement that could be made by anybody. Yes. But because of who makes a statement, then you know what they mean, right? Like, if I, if you made the statement, then obviously you are directing it at the way Trump would lead. Yes. And if she makes a statement, she's obviously directing it at the way a Democrat would lead because she's a conservative. Yes. And based off of her history, she's also made comments about... um masks she's put basically that she's put up a bunch of memes about how people don't need masks and then she had one really big um tweet that was about mail-in voting where she compared mail-in voting to mm, taking the vaccine by mail because you should totally trust her to take the vaccine by mail the same way you should trust her to vote by mail uh-huh. right so basically putting down the whole voting by mail system and everything so her ideas heavily lean conservative and they're kind of like in that weird, like, fucking, what do you what do you call it? Those uh, conspiracy vibes. She gives off the conspiracy vibes, bro. Uh huh. It seems like she's really like in that conspiracy world of it. Yeah, and she also made fun of like pronouns and shit. Which, to be honest, I don't get them. <laughs> but I wouldn't publicly like criticize it either because I don't get it. You know, I'm not informed on it. Yeah, she, uh, you know how people put she, her, yeah, she pronouns, like beep, bop, or something like beep, that. Beep, yeah. bop, beep, like a robot. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, she got fired. She's fucking. She's getting canceled everywhere. She's getting canceled pretty much in the Hollywood sphere. Yeah, and mainstream media because I mean Breitbart or something is picking her up. I don't know, but like, what I do Shapiro. know is that um, Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, and like the Daily Wire, and some other dude named Joe something. They make movies that are like conservative type movies, I guess. Like a his, their their take on conservatism in the world, I guess, and like yeah, how they yeah. want to put that in a story. And they contacted her, and they're gonna make her like the star of their next movie, and she's gonna get to direct it. So they're basically like, you know, hedging all their bets on her to be like their next superstar. And after she got the movie role, she she legitimately said, she said, this is just the beginning. Welcome to the rebellion. Yeah, I don't know. That right there is fucking weird, dude. You say something like that and you think, oh, dude, she was probably at the fucking Capitol riots. She probably was. <laughs> right? That's how that <laughs> comes out. Incognito or something. And I like The Mandalorian. And in the, mo- in the show, she does well. But when you hear that kind of shit coming out of her mouth, you're like, uh. I'm not going to lie, bro. When. I first saw her, I was like, whoa, you know, like, I like her parts in the movies. In the show. In Born the show. movies, too. In the show. And then I found out she's a, she was an MMA fighter. I was like, oh, 
She's probably liberal because she might like women. Okay. Gay. <laughs> you thought she was gay? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, most women UFC fighters have like a pretty manly look to them, you know? Uh, okay. So I don't know. I don't know why I'm stereotypical with that. But, um, yeah, this is all a shock to me to find out. <laughs> I honestly don't even care about her views. Like, if she was like a normal conservative person... Like, I feel like the problem is that she doesn't come off to me as a normal conservative person. She's like a regular conservative, like a, I don't know, uh, Mitt Romney or someone who's conservative, but like articulate and can like. To like their conservative values. Because I feel like when you say you're conservative, like you're not as boisterous or out there as like some of these characters, you know, like even Trump didn't seem super conservative to me because he was very pushy about his points you know yeah so yeah like if she's a real conservative i don't care right but when you start doing like the crazy ass things like where you're making fun of like mail-in voting and like vaccines and basically referencing the rebellion because you want your people to rise against or whatever it's like shit like that that's too far out there for me to grasp on any level i'm just like you just sound stupid it's weird too because i feel like that's the new face of conservative conservatism i don't know it's it's what it's definitely the extreme right now and you get a lot of it all over fucking media yeah and i don't know if democrats are just good at it but i guess i don't really see it in the democratic party maybe i'm just blind to it because i'm biased maybe i don't know i don't really uh, pay attention i don't pay attention much to either party that way you know like if somebody comes out like let's say someone i don't know fucking liberal actor i can't think of one specifically but let's say one of them comes out right and they start throwing out like super like l- like crazy far far left type things. Yeah, you know, you can isolate it in your mind, and you're like, this person, yeah, they're fucking stupid. Obviously, you can't do these things the same way you can with this lady because you hear her specifically, and you're like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, I hate to make these comparisons, but like for me, crazy on the on the uh, liberal side is like giving everybody healthcare. Yeah, like sort of. Giving everybody free college. You know, that's what I think of when I think of extreme liberals. All right. And when I think of extreme conservatives, I think of like rounding up all the illegals <laughs> and kicking them out and shit like that. You know, like I just feel like we're like not on the same wavelength. You <laughs> some, know? some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they hated Obamacare forever. But, I mean, it got millions of people. Healthcare. It's just a weird, weird thing to me. I don't know. All right. Well, I think we can transition from this to letting people know that Trump got acquitted. They found him not guilty of the second uh, impeachment. Yeah, the vote was 57 to 43. I found out they needed 67 votes to to uh, fucking. Yeah. So I saw some fucking people on Facebook, right, posting things like, oh, now that he has been acquitted, right? Let's move like past it, blah, blah, blah. Can't blame him for this or that, right? Yeah. But when you look at it, if somebody if somebody gets acquitted from a crime, right? Yes. Like if I commit a crime and there's 30 people that are judging me and 18 people say yes he committed the crime and 12 people say no he didn't commit the crime so I get acquitted, I'm not guilty. Who do you believe? The majority of the people who think I'd committed the crime? <laughs> or you know, cuz like I know that there's rules and like the Senate and shit, we have to have like two thirds of the vote because that's the only way for it to be like more fair. Yeah. But it just seems weird when it comes to crimes. Cause like, you know, if most people think you're guilty after hearing all the evidence, wouldn't you assume he's guilty? It's a little weird, bro. It's, it's a fucked up system because a lot of shit happened 
where there's a lot of Republican senators that didn't even stay to listen to the arguments, but they still got to vote. I guess a bunch of them turned away when they were shown video clips and images of like them yelling Trump 2020, you know. They just didn't look. Yeah, they were just not looking. (laughs) Out of sight, out of mind. Is that even legal? (laughs) That's exactly what they were thinking. So I don't know. It was a very weird thing. I don't think the process works. I think it should be majority rules because, I mean, if you think about it, 57, they had to have seven Republican senators come over and vote against him, which they did, which is against their own party. Mitch McConnell voted against it because he said it was unconstitutional, but he's the one that delayed the Senate receiving. The oh, he voted. He the voted. House. What do you mean he voted against it? He voted against impeaching him or whatever. So, oh, so to not impeach. Yeah. And so, but he delayed them receiving the impeachment from the house. So that's kind of an oxymoron in itself. It's a lot of bullshit, you know? And I'm going to skew it to what's more to my advantage and what my political view is, unfortunately. I try to look at the other side, but I just I can't comprehend it, you know, what what the argument would be. Just like the insurrection, I feel like everybody should believe it was wrong, you know? There's right. people that don't think it was wrong. They think that it needed to happen, which is bullshit to me, so. Yeah, I've met people who don't, who don't think things are wrong like that and like, whoa, bro, it is some mind fuck shit. Yeah, it's kind of fucking weird how you see all that shit. Because we were working out one day with my dad, this guy that gets him jobs sometimes, and I hear him over talking with his other friend, and he's like talking about, I don't understand why everybody hates Trump, this and that. You know, I'm like, it's because you're blinded by your own fucking stupidness, you know? Well, people are misinformed, bro. Like I told you, I had that whole argument with that kid at work. They're not misinformed. They're just not, like, we choose to get our information from one place, they choose to get it from another. And in the other one, they throw a lot of conspiracy out. Yeah, but I cross-check my information. You know, like I when when I if I'm actually interested in something, you know, like I'll look at it, and then I'll look at what the other people said, and then I'll look at like I try. I usually look at a I look at a bunch of shit. Usually, I don't even really know if the publications are liberal or not, or if they're conservative publications, unless I know (laughs) it's like a bit really big one that everybody knows. But like I'll Google a bunch of shit, I'll read a bunch of shit, and then I come to my own conclusion. It's like a lot of people just follow whatever conclusion they read yeah because i mean so the day of the insurrection i told you i was watching cnn and they're like going crazy they're like oh my god i can't believe this is happening this is crazy change it to fox news well it looks like they're storming the Capitol. <laughs> let's interview this guy and he's like why are you guys here and he's like we're here to take back our house this is the people's house <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what the fuck yeah, it's a like, yeah. it's fucking weird, bro. Skewed news. But since we're talking about people that are stupid this episode, I guess, because we talked about Gina Carano, who I thought after reading everything about it, I think she's stupid. Uh, Trump, who have already established that I think is stupid. And now we're going to move to Gorilla Glue Girl, who is obviously stupid. Jesus. <laughs> so I didn't really understand the story. But now the the true story is coming out, I guess. And so she ran out of her regular hair product. Yeah. So she's like, fuck it, I'll use this glue, you know? And I don't know. I think maybe because, okay, so she's black, right? Maybe there's some sort of trick they do with their hair with certain types of glues, right? Because you don't, you wouldn't just go, because she says her regular hair product to like Gorilla Glue, unless you've heard that like that type of glue or whatever worked too, right? You don't just grab random shit, I feel yeah. like. So like, I feel like she grabbed it with the intention of like, oh, you can use this and then completely fucked her head up. Yeah, and she was going to sue, actually, the Gorilla Glue Company. Because there's this fucking uh, gel. 
it's called a uh, like gorilla snot Blake basically yeah translated um and she said that it looked too much too similar to that but they ended up throwing out the lawsuit because her lawyers told her there's no way you're gonna win this like no way yeah so she had glue in her hair for 30 days her hair is basically stuck to her head like flat as fuck like it was stupid for her to do that but her motives could have been very smart because not only did she get twenty thousand from a gofundme page they said she's donating most of it though she also got a twelve thousand five hundred dollar um surgery for free okay and she's coming out with merch that's what i'm saying so what i see this as is not a lady who accidentally put glue in her hair right yeah what i'm seeing is a lady who knew that if she did the glue thing and fucked up her head she'd get attention it would get attention and it went so much. I don't know if she knew it would go as viral as it did. Cause like I, last I saw, I was like, it's gone 35 million views over all platforms. Yeah. Right. So you do that and then you take advantage of that situation and you come out with merch and she's made, people don't know exactly what she's made, but they're saying she's made a small fortune and just merch because people want to buy stupid shit like that all the time. You know, like if what's that really famous video of that guy who's like, um, they're raping everybody out here people jumping through windows and shit. You remember that one? I think so. It's like a black dude and he had like a red bandana and like the meme was like, we do like, like his arm was out and it was about like some dude trying to jump through his sister's window or some shit. It was like a really viral video. No, I don't remember. And then people started making merch of that because you know, if you make merch of anything viral, it sells. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got fucking shirts online that are $28, uh, $50 sweaters and sweatpants and shit. Like it seems fucking like she did it on purpose. I don't want to sound like that dude who's like negative, but it seems on purpose to me, bro. I don't I don't think it was done on purpose. I think maybe she's that dumb and she's just capitalizing on the opportunity. Cuz she had it she had her hair stuck for like a month, I guess, before right. she posted a video on TikTok and that's when it went viral and she got all this help and shit. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to to know people's motives nowadays, but I don't think she was that woke about it, I guess. You just think it was on accident? I don't know. I, I don't think it was on accident. I think she put the glue on her head on purpose because she thought it would work and she could get it out. But then obviously it went horribly wrong. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, well, I mean, I'm getting all this attention because even SNL, I guess, did a bit on it. Yeah, that's crazy. Like. You know you made it to the news or big when SNL does a bit on you, you know? Oh, yeah, that's good advice. If you ever go viral with anything, bro, make Capitalize, merch. Make yeah. merch because, like, it's going to sell. And uh, you've got to make it somewhat interesting because, like, all she did was fucking put out basically cartoon pictures of herself on Sweaters shirts and, and shit. shit and yeah. Pe- yeah, like, if it's good, people want it, you know? I buy merch from people that I like all the time. Yeah, it's smart. I'm surprised. Was there ever merch for that uh, that dog dude, dog face guy who did the longboard thing with the Fleetwood Mac song? Yeah, he put out his own merch. He actually had it before he got super huge because I'm not shitting you, bro. I followed this guy before he got huge because I was like 420, 208 dog face. And I recognized the 208, so I was like, I'm going to follow this guy. And then he put out that video, and I was like, what the fuck? And he had this merch that like nobody really bought because in his lives, he kept asking people. People kept asking him, hey, are you going to put out merch? Are you going to put out merch? But it was all this old English style writing on like beanies and shit. Oh, so okay. People didn't really like it. Um, 
And now he's got like him like boarding and shit on shirts and stuff. So people bought that stuff. Yeah, people <laughs> bought that stuff over his like because it was more gangster related before, and now yeah. it's like more like now it's general. like here's this like niche that I did. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely has merch. Support him, man. I mean, he's a local guy. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. Yeah, me either. But the glue girl, girl, the glue, the glue girl. That's like a tongue twister. She should reach out to Elmer's, bro. Gorilla fuck. Glue Girl is stupid as fuck. It is stupid, but I mean, the best ideas come from stupid things. Gluing your hair, though? I don't know. It's got to be a cultural thing or something. I don't know why you would even think to put glue in your hair. I don't think it's cultural, bro. I think the shit she used was super strong because I, I recognize the product she used. It's like really strong shit. Yeah, but like glue, bro. I've got. Have you ever gotten a cut before and you like super glue it? Never. You've never like super glued a cut before? Never. I've super glued a cut because like at work I got cut with like a knife or something, but instead of it being like a big gash, it's just like a really deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Right? And instead of getting like stitches or even thinking about that anyway, I would just we had super glue and I just super glued it. And it stings, but like it like That's what the hospital does anyway sometimes. It sticks it together though, right? Yeah. So like in my mind, I'm like, if glue can stick my like skin cut back together why the fuck would i ever put that in my head yeah (laughs) i don't get it bro (laughs) she's smart though she's making her fucking money off of it she's making bank and can't be mad at that props to her for doing that but i mean yeah i guess big ups she said her scalp like burned dude so i don't know it's like people who uh is it was it burned what was the surgery anyway did they replace her hair or did they just like no, I guess the doctor that offered head. it to her was a plastic surgeon with a background in chemistry. So he looked into like the chemical makeup of the glue. Oh, so he could like break it down and then her normal hair would stay. So he knew how to break it down with different chemicals and yeah, and he did it. Oh, so her hair's still there. Her hair is still there. Yeah. So he basically just broke down the compound or whatever the glue is, basically like an anti-glue. Yeah, yeah. But then, it would like, she used, he used some hard chemicals like acetone which is a big one to get rid of like pain and shit but he like included like olive oil and tea tree oil and shit so i don't know he made some sort of compound to remove it huh but he got it out yeah he got it out she has her hair she said she felt so relieved i couldn't imagine bro (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't imagine just having your hair stuck like that you know like on top of it like it's closed up, so you got a lot of fucking not pressure, but a lot of like. Well, it's like to me. Built up to me, I you know? picture I picture like hat hair to the ultimate level because like I get annoyed with the hat hair because your hair gets so flat to your head. Yeah, I can can't even imagine if it was like that times a hundred fucking glued down. Shit, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, well, I guess this episode was about stupid people because we've talked about three people that we don't consider very smart. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Just a, a lot of stupid shit going it's a, on. Yeah, so it's like, it's like Mexican cinema followed by three people we think are stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was a little Uzi. No, four people. Yeah, you got fucking Trump, Uzi, Gina Carano, and uh, Gorilla Glue Girl. Tessica Brown. That's her name? Tessica Brown? Tessica Brown. And Tessica Brown. Well, yeah. We got we to go to the uh, hypothetical moment in a sec, but first we got to cut to another ad. All right. It's time for the hypothetical moment, man. So we ask a hypothetical question. And 
I don't know. We come up with some really random ass ones. <laughs> yeah, mostly leave this up to you. To be honest, they're usually in, they're usually pretty in, interesting. Uh, this time we got. If you could choose your age forever, what would it be and why? So you'd be like that set age forever. Yeah. This is hard when you haven't lived some ages. True, right? We're not even in our 30s. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I could picture what it'd be like to be older and live forever. Well, there's a big temptation, I think, to be like, to pick like 18 or something, you know, like. I was about to say, dude. I'm going to go with 20. You'd go with 20? Maybe 21. Just so I'm legal age. Just forever 21? Yeah, just 21. Like, you're old enough to drink. If I went to college, I'd probably be out of college pretty soon. <laughs> you, you could never be president. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. I don't want that shit. <laughs> that's pretty much my only, my only uh, downfall. They'd want me to be president, though. Would they? I'm 21 forever, fuck. <laughs> 2,222, I'm fucking so knowledge. Why 21? Because I'm still young at that age, you know? Like, I feel like that's a prime nimble age, because as soon as you hit, like, 25, it's kind of downhill from there. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like being in your 30s wouldn't be that bad. Like, if you were 30 for the rest of your life? Yeah, 30 wouldn't be bad, but I don't know. Just that youthfulness, because I feel like you've even heard you say it. Damn, I'm almost 30. Like True. That almost makes it gives it like a negative stigma, you know? True. And I guess if you play sports and shit, it's different, too, because like you could have been playing sports since you were young. Yeah, and then like, by the time actually, you're like 28. Holmes is our age, and that <laughs> motherfucker's in a Super Bowl. Like That's crazy <laughs> shit to think of, you know? Against the GOAT, Tom Brady. It's hard to choose an age, bro. I feel like there's so much benefit to every age. Because I feel like if you're too young, you're going to have like new parents every 100 years or something. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, if you're under 18. First yeah. of all, you got to be an adult. Because if you pick anything under 18, then like... It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Because yeah. you obviously you're going to be alive forever. So you're going to have like adult, mature like thinking. Or do you just never develop... Your brain just never fully develops? <laughs> yeah. Do you stay mature forever? Uh, that's weird because like are we talking physically or mentally you're that age it's weird it's like a weird thing i think if we say that age i think we're talking about what you were capable of in your at that age in your own life right you just never progress right i think mentally you still would like you'd still be able to like absorb shit but like you'd be at that your physically body your physical body would be like that yeah i guess 21 would be perfect for me I was already married at 21, so. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like 25, 20, 24. Three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think honestly, I think 23. No, 24. No. 24? I don't feel like there's a huge difference there. Like, there's a difference. You're not talking man. 21 to 35, you know? Well, uh, first I was thinking 30 because I feel like 30 wouldn't be that bad of an age. I feel like at 30, if you are just 30 the rest of your life, you'd still be, you're still young enough and you could, you know, like you're not at the point in your life where like your bones are like brittle. You could still physically be strong as long as you actually worked out. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Because like most athletes don't hit their peaks until like they're 28 to 30. Uh-huh. Right. So like that's like that's prime. If I was to achieve the most I could, that's like prime. It's 25? No, 28 to like 30 is like when most people hit their prime athletically. Uh-huh. Right. So like if I was to like be that age forever, I could eventually be hit my prime forever. It's like a weird thing, bro. Physically, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's some people that look at fucking Joe Rogan's like 58. Nah, he's like 55 or some shit. And he's fucking, he looks young. Jenny he's like, from the block, bro. She's ageless. J-Lo? Yeah. How old is J-Lo? She's 50, bro. Yeah, see, some people are ageless as fuck. Jesus. Like, so, my wife's going to listen to this, so I can't say it. But, but she's like a fine wine, bro. But there's also success. time. Right? Like, well, she just doesn't age, bro. It's like she's the fountain of youth. Isn't there, but like, there's ways that like certain parts of the business world, like the certain ways the world would look at you at certain ages, right? Like if you are a successful business person, don't you get more respect if you're older? Not necessarily. Cause like in business, the older you are, the more time you've had to work up to a certain point in your career. If you, if that makes sense. Like you can't be a CEO after out the block, you know, you're getting coffee and shit for people. And right. then you're moving up the company, become a VP, and then finally you're a CEO. So I think with the time comes the position, but I don't think the respect, because I could be 20 and be a CEO of my own company that I started, and I could have that same respect as that 50-year-old man, you know? All right. All right. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with 23. 23, <laughs> man. So two years off, I mean. Yeah. I don't really see us having much of a difference there. No, not really. I just think 21 was just it's just too young. <laughs> too young you're just, you're just, still looks 15 bro it was just slightly too young bro i feel like 23 24 you 25 look 15 since you were 15 i feel like years i feel ago, like almost. the middle 20 years are like that's a nice age you know i agree uh good credit good, good insurance rates right there in the middle <laughs> right, right there in the 20s what do you do for your birthday every year like celebrate 21 again or 23 that's funny I guess I'd celebrate my actual age. Yeah, celebrate my your standing age. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? I'm 23 plus 85. Yeah, I. I'll, if anybody would choose anything outside the 20s, I would love to hear hear it and why. You know, dude, I can see people choosing their 30s. Like, if you look at people that are like hyper successful, like in their 20s, you know, mm-hmm. and like they become millionaires or whatever in their 20s, and then they live the easy life in their 30s. Mm-hmm. I feel like. It's still like from 30 to like 40. The way the world is now, back in the day, like in your 30s, I think you would feel older than you do now, than the presently, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like in your 30s, the 30s are the new 20s, bro. It's weird though, because we don't know if we'll have success in our 30s, you know? At this point in our lives right now. Oh yeah, well like, I've never we even could been have thirty. Success in our thirties, you know, and I don't even know if my, my answer would change. I don't even know if my knees would go out or whatever. In your thirties, <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude, you're you're not a fragile guy, dude. Yeah, not fragile, but I've got like fucking wear and tear, man. I'm scared that like by the time I'm forty, I'm gonna be one of those dudes with like knee braces all the fucking time. Nah, fuck no. Chivo's a great example of that, bro. Like he's a hardworking motherfucker, and he's still strong as shit. All right, so we're going with low. We're obviously both picking ages in the 20. Yeah. We can't even rent a house when you're 21, man. They'll never rent to you. I'll fucking rent for the rest of my life, dog. 
They won't sell to you. Yeah, they will. Your credit will be shit. It's all about money, bro. Your credit will be shit. When I'm... From my birth year, when I'm 50, I'll still be 21 and I'll have that house, bro. (laughs) 30-year mortgage paid off. You're 21. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that was the hypothetical. It was pretty simple because all we really did was pick a fucking age. Yeah, I mean... There's not that much depth. Again, we haven't lived past 27. I just went with where somewhere where like... I still felt super athletic, but not super young. <laughs> before the Chick Fil A, <laughs> was I that just, before the Chick Fil A? No. no, that was during. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just think twenty three is a good age. Twenty three, twenty four. It's like you can still make fun of young kids because you're just old enough to do it. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I think seventeen would have been all right because you can still kick kids' asses without getting in trouble. True, man. There's a whole other spec. You know, 17, you could never, you're never really going to jail. You could emancipate. Fuck no, I wouldn't be 17. That's too young. It's not bad. Well, uh, again, listen to us on all platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can even go to the Anchor app and listen through there. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we put up pictures of the shirts that I made on um, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, so check those out. They look pretty cool. I'm wearing one right now. Pablo's wearing one of the first ones that we made for ourselves. Yeah, pretty dope. Could be coming soon. That's the end of the episode. Share with your grandmas. Share with your grandmas. Peace. Peace.